Hey, yo, 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 Mike Check, one, two, episode 244, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. Yeah, we about to about to get it cracking. What's going on, Josh? One thing that's going on, brother, is we are running a GoFundMe for our new documentary. Yes. Um, this, this is our second documentary, uh, and it is about the ill harmonic orchestra yeah the first hip-hop orchestra in the world except no dissent on that fact except no substitutions these folks have been performing hip-hop with orchestral instruments on stage all around the world for decades Yes. Four decades. And the founder, Jeff McNeil, a.k.a. The Phantom, he's from right here in Philly. He's from North Philly. And he's taken this thing. He told me that he was performing with with strings in bars, in clubs. He's rapping on stage with, with you know, hmm. classical musicians in bars in the 90s, right? He took this whole thing from North Philly all the way to Carnegie Hall and all around the world. You know what I'm yes. saying? 30, 40 piece orchestra sometimes, mostly black folks playing mm -hmm. this music. You know what I mean? So for the last year or so, we've been uh, you know, working with them on this or on this uh on this documentary about the orchestra and it's been crazy. It's been uh fantastic. Uh you know, we've we've seen young people perform with the orchestra we've seen people in the orchestra when we filmed them first you know people were pregnant and then they have a baby you know what i'm saying yeah. we've seen them you know tour around the world it's it's been uh really dope uh to witness the stuff that they're doing and it's 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 so ill jeff uh and his wife andrea uh you know, they're both the co-MCs, like the co-leads of this orchestra, and they're both fantastic MCs. Like, they Absolutely. battle on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? The crowd is is excited. They they did an encore. Um, we were shooting um, uh, the Kimmel Center show mm -hmm. here in Philly, and they came out and did uh, did their set, and, they you know, they rocked it. And, uh, you know, they went backstage and people were like, encore, encore. You know, it's like some shit from a movie, you know. Yeah. Well, it will be some shit in a movie. Absolutely. But, <laughs> and they came back out and they rocked it so hard for that encore. I remember looking up in the balcony and the Kimmel Center is like this big, beautiful uh, place where, you know, classical music is played. It's really an institution here in Philly. I'm looking up in the balcony. It's just a brother like rocking <laughs> You know yeah. what I'm saying? Niggas is dancing in the balcony and, you know, in is is throughout the theater. It's so dope and uh it's really an honor, you know what I mean, to yes. uh to document what they're doing and, and to even to know these folks and, and see their creativity up front. Yeah, absolutely. Um the the GoFundMe link will be in the episode description. Um please if you can donate. If you can't share 
Um, everything mm-hmm. helps. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, it really is, like John said, it's been a privilege to be able to do this and um, and uh, have them allow us into their space and we've like recorded practices and yeah um yeah. so much um and we really just can't wait to bring this to you guys um so anything you can do helps and we really appreciate it we also want to thank everyone from the bottom of our hearts um we surpassed over a million views on our vivo channel um, crazy yeah, it's just it's just insane, and, and I can't be more humbled by that. And um, thankful to everybody who uh, really enjoys the podcast and enjoys the videos we do. Um, it's really um, we're really grateful for that. And um, you know, you know, I would love for you guys that the, the, there's a trailer, an additional trailer in the uh, in the the GoFundMe itself of the of the orchestra playing and mm-hmm. um, you get to see some of the stuff that we want to bring to you guys and um, I think that's really important is for folks to see that and understand like you know part of the reason why we're we haven't been as consistent with episodes lately is because this and a few other projects we've been working on mm-hmm. we really want to bring to you guys um, and if you like the show we really think you'll like this this documentary yeah absolutely I'm I'm very excited for for all of this stuff. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, how have you been, bro? It's been a couple of weeks. How you been? Yeah, I've been chilling, yo. Just um, working. I've been writing a lot, and I'm also uh, slowly but surely getting back on my my DJ grind. You know yes, what I mean? I've Which noticed was, that. Yeah, yeah. It it feels good. You know what I mean? To yeah. be out in the mix. I just uh, spun at Vinyl Tap. Uh, last week, I, I want to say Saturday. It was uh, okay. this past Saturday, um, which was cool. It was at uh, Common Beat Music, which is right around the corner from our old crib on uh, Baltimore Avenue. Uh, so yeah, I just I just you know spent a Saturday afternoon in West Philly. I brought like a a, a box of forty fives and was just playing like funky forty fives and hanging out. With a bunch of the homies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Brizzo was out there. Shout out Brizzo. You know what I mean? Uh, Particle Ray, Carrie. There's a bunch of people I, you know, see just from time to time, you know what I'm saying, yeah. who are, like, beautiful people. So we was, like, hanging out and chilling, you know what I mean? It's, it's been dope. And, like, uh, I actually just got booked uh, to DJ at a cemetery uh, next month. <laughs> so... You know that's right. I would expect that in October. I could see that for real. Yeah, you would think, but also the cemetery spooky all year round. Yeah, you know exactly. What I'm yeah, true indeed. Uh, so these folks, I've worked with them before. Uh, You're Laurel not playing Hill. Thriller at this, right? I am not playing Thriller. Okay, yeah. I mean, that would be a that's a chance I'm not trying to take. <laughs> yeah, because I I feel like if you play Thriller within the proximity <laughs> of, a, <laughs> of a cemetery, there's yeah. <laughs> Y'all can't see, but Josh is doing <laughs> the thriller choreo. <laughs> they, you you can like raise the dead playing thriller too close to a cemetery. So yeah. I'm not I'm not trying Just to fuck that around. Vincent's price speech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That no. <laughs> yeah, no man. But they uh they hit me up and they were like, um, yo, so you know we had this idea. Maybe you know it'll work. Maybe it won't. Um, but they were like. Could you play like some dark, like macabre music 
you know, here at our cemetery, I was like, so you want me to play like Bauhaus, like old school goth and like post-punk and, and all of that stuff. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I, can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get to like dust off that part of my musical personality. So yeah, it's just, you know, that's been like the wave, just like writing during the day, uh, DJing at night, you know what I'm saying? When I get a gig, and just chilling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chilling and like trying to uh I've been like making a conscious effort uh to eat better, you know what I mean, and do like strength training and shit. So um I weighed myself this morning and I'm down I'm down like eight pounds or some shit, you know what I mean? That's I, what's up, man. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, man. I'm trying to like what the hell. <laughs> You ever hear the uh, the big pun shit where he's just like, uh, it's I don't want to be a player, but it's the yeah. demo version. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be 350 pounds no more, 450 pounds or whatever. I'm not, not that bad, <laughs> any no. of that shit. But, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where I'm like looking at pictures of myself and I'm like, I remember how good I felt smaller. Mm-hmm. Let me let me you know turn this boat around so that's that's kind of picture of the thing i just i just found from about five years ago of me and you at a live show and both of us were a little small we're both of us were smaller and i was like yeah i need to get back down to that weight uh-huh. bro. like this isn't it like you know what i mean it's crazy to look at pictures of yourself where you look at yourself and be like man if i could if i could get back on that you know, I'd be cooking with gas, but you think about how you thought then. Yes. When you took the damn picture, you was like, man, I need to drop some weight. Yeah, exactly. It's like a never ending. Like, when does it really end? But I know, you know, this season of my life is the heaviest I've been. Mm-hmm. I got to get off that shit. Yeah, I yeah. Get me off too. That shit. Same shit. I've been, I've been coming down um, steadily for like the last few months, like just a pound or so a week or something like that. Like the first initial joint was like four or five pounds. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I drop a pound, drop a pound, gain a pound back, gain a pound yeah. back, drop a couple pounds, gain a pound back. So like, I, I really have been trying to do more. Like I, I upped all my, one of the things like, you know, um, having the Apple watch joint is it, it tracks all that kind of shit. It'll track all my movement for the day, all that mm. kind of shit. So i have like, after after I kind of like was where that I plateaued out of like, oh, I'm like gained in a pound or losing a pound or two or gained in a pound and losing a pound or two. Yeah. I was like, I need to step all my shit up. So I like upped all my numbers on my watch to hit mm. everything. You know what I mean? Your, your goals for the day. Yeah. So down and then I'm like, OK, once I hit these goals regularly for like two months, I'm going to up it again and make myself. So every day, I'm all the time, I'm constantly pushing myself to be doing some more. Mm. Um, I went. I did go, man. One of the things I, I took a vacation uh, a couple, like two weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. uh, with a friend of mine. Um, they had like a uh, a friend of theirs had a beach house down in North Carolina. So, um, oh, snap. Yeah, they hit me the week of and were like, "Yo, you want to come?" Blah 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 blah. You don't gotta. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm like really broke." And they was like. You ain't got to do nothing. Just like come That's down, what have friends fun. Are for. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I dog, I was, I was like thinking that. So when we started out, I was thinking the whole week, like, 
damn man maybe i shouldn't go like mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 like really questioning myself because i haven't gone away in like four years Jeez, since yeah. before the pandemic I, I last time i went away was like august of 2019 mm. so it's yeah. been a while man and, and, and like i was so far as like went away on a vacation type thing mm-hmm. um and then uh i was like yo fuck it we started out and as we started to drive her um the ac stopped working Ooh, and wow. i was like we could just turn around right now and like go back to the crib mm-hmm. and then like we got it working and it stayed working right so we just kept going and that first night down there bro i had an anxiety attack oh wow like wow. not being in my home for like four years or the hospital it's the only place i've ever i've been in the last four years mm-hmm. this is the hospital or home and not like not being in my own house, not being in my own room. Like, mm, and it was a beach house. There was no like TV in the room, none of that kind of stuff. Like, I think like being away for the first time, it really fucked me up. And like, then not having to like, just not having those creature comforts of home of like, Oh, I could just go get a snack if I want a snack, blah, 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 blah. Like right. not having those things. I felt, I don't know, man, I felt like kind of weird. I had a, I had a crazy anxiety attack, but then like, I did my breathing shit, the shit I've worked on in therapy and all that kind of mm. shit, and fell, fell asleep and then had a great time. Dude, I, I got heat exhaustion Holy like shit. the third day. But yeah. once I got like once I got back okay and like I drank, had some, you know, some sugar and some and some water in me and was feeling better under some air. I wasn't even mad, bro. Like I just was like, oh mm. man, you know, it was great. I got into the water, bro. I got into the ocean, and it was the first time being in the ocean in, in four years, man. I ain't been in the ocean in a minute. Dog, it felt like just to get into the water, bro, into all the shit, you know, both of us know, you know, we both know, like, physically and how much your yeah. body can go through and um, being scared that, like, maybe you don't get a chance to do some stuff again. Uh-huh. And being able to walk into the water, bro, and, like, just have that water on me. Felt amazing, man. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like I felt kind of fucked up because like the nerve damage in my right leg is so bad. If once I got hit by a wave, bro, and like you know, like, you know how like you in the sand and the sands in the water like just constantly changing on mm-hmm. you and shit, yeah. bro. I had like no balance in the water because I just like my leg just kept like going out because it was like there's nothing underneath of me. Yeah. But also. I was like getting out for, I got out like a little bit out in the water where I was like kind of like doggy paddling in it and like floating Mm. and my body being weightless and like not having like just the constant pressure on my leg for a little while felt so great, bro. Oh, wow. and, And like just getting away for a few days and like seeing the sun and like just being on the beach and dog, I tried alligator for the first time. Oh shit! Um, it was cool, man. I had a good time, man. I tried, I tried cheesing my eggs for the first time. Oh, is that not a thing? Did we we talked about that? Didn't we? I've I'm never had cheese. We might have. Yeah. I don't put cheese in my eggs. I've never. I eat scrambled eggs, salt and pepper. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else in them. That's the only way I eat my eggs. And you know, that's crazy because um, I'm not a big cheese and eggs person either. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll do like a little sprinkling, but even if I make eggs in the morning, I'll make them in uh 
like a pan or sometimes I make them in a pot. Liz says I'm weird for doing that. Whatever. <laughs> um, there's a method to it. But I'll make the eggs. It still works. Works the same, yeah. It's 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 heat and a fucking surface. <laughs> yeah. But I'll uh I'll even make them like half and half and hers will be cheesy and mine I keep yeah. my shit over here. I'm I'm not a super fan of cheese and eggs either. I had never tried it before. I tried that for the first time. Tried alligator. Alligator tastes like chicken. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like That's I what I keep a, hearing. I tasted a couple bites of it and was like, okay, I never have to try alligator again. That was perfectly <laughs> fine. It was like it was okay, but it wasn't something where I'm like, oh man, this is something I need to add to my diet. Like I need you know that, what I mean? Yeah. So, but it was nice, man. It was nice to get away, bro, and just you know, be away from daily responsibilities and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like walking my dogs all the time and all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like just knowing that it was like, oh, you know what? Like I I normally have my alarm set for like 7.30 or 8 in the morning, most mornings. So I get yeah. up kind of early and shit. Knowing that when that alarm went off at 7.30, I was just looking at that shit like, I'm on vacation, man. I don't mm-hmm. got to get up right now. Do dogs shit. don't need to get walked. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, dogs don't need to get walked. I'm just going to relax, man. Yeah. So... I took that time to relax and just like eat fruit and fucking lay in the sun, bro. And it was mm. fantastic, man. Like I, I loved, I loved it, man. I was really glad. It's one of those things where it was like, you know, you could get that nagging feeling sometimes of like, well, do I really want to go to this thing? And I mm-hmm. think that happens too as you get older as well. Like just, just like the aspect of like home is comfortable, bro. Like yeah. It's where all my shit is. <laughs> you my know what I don't, mean? My don't want to do shit uh, impulse yeah. is so strong now. It wasn't like that when I was a nah. kid. No, nah, and I think the pandemic, too. I think the pandemic helped in that of being like, well, why do I need to go nowhere? Like, you know what I mean? I'll just hang out in the crib. And so, like, that yeah. on top of everything else, man, just made it worse and but i'm so glad i went and just like enjoyed myself and um the people like whose house it was they ended up staying they were supposed to leave the next day when we got there um, oh, wow. and they ended yeah. up staying but they were like really great people man they were like this older couple who like nice. uh, my friend knows through work and they they really sweet dude bought us dinner the one night they cooked us dinner the next night like it was really nice man and um I was happy, man. I, I was happy to just like enjoy some stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's incredible. Like you you know there's a healing uh property in mm-hmm. not having shit to do. Yes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like as much as I love the work that I do, um we're we're actually going away, uh just like a two day thing in New York. Uh uh on the 18th or the 19th something mm-hmm. like that like we're gonna go to new york and do like a spa day you know what i'm saying and like that's just that's the shit just like not doing yeah. anything not having any work to do or any like responsibilities or whatever like yeah that's that's where it's at you need that yeah, sometimes you just need, like, and that's what it was. It was only, like, three days of, like, away. It wasn't, like, you know, uh, a week or so. But just a couple days to not have, like, 
that constant nag of responsibility. Plus, I was far enough away where it wasn't like I could just turn around and go do something real quick for somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, even if you wanted to. I, yeah, I was fucking eight hours away. Like, there was no way for me to, like, just turn around and do something for somebody. So I was yeah. able to just relax. And um, it was nice, man. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to be, like, we were on, like, this, like, island-type thing right off of North Carolina or something like that. Yeah. North Carolina's and, gorgeous. I haven't been yeah, since it, it, I was dude, younger, but, yeah. North it was gorgeous, gorgeous where we were. We were at Curie Beach down there. Really nice, mm, man. Really, really nice. nice. Like, it's like 20, 30 minutes from Wilmington, but, like, over a bridge, and you're on, like, just, like, a beach island. And, like, we dude, I was, it was fucking, we were right where the actual Cape Fear is. Like, the the (laughs) actual set of, like, the river or whatever. And, like, we're driving down there, and it said, like, Cape Fear Academy. And I'm like, Cape Fear Academy? Right. Fuck? (laughs) Like, is that named after the movie? Right. And then I'm, like, talking to the dude who, like, whose vacation house it was. He was like, no, like, they named the movie from Cape Fear. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Makes sense. (laughs) So the the actual spot was called Cape Fear Called Cape Fear, yeah. Wow! Fuck that! Like, I would... yeah, <laughs> it was nice. Like, yeah, don't go over there. Keep fear. Like, oh, yeah. Word, thank it, you. It was. It was really dope. Um, and uh, you know, and like not to be like the Jersey Shore. Like everybody around here hits Jersey Shore. That's a natural thing. Yeah. If you're from this area, but it was nice to do something different. I ain't never been to North Carolina before, so yeah. it was cool. Yeah, we used to go. Um through there uh to get down south when i was mm-hmm. little because my family on my mom's side uh are from atlanta yeah so i don't think i've stayed like an extended time in north carolina but i've definitely i've been on a few long distance trips, trips. <laughs> yeah i mean back and forth from the south and you know not flying uh Bro, so yeah i've been through there it was weird because you're like uh, we went out to dinner the one night and like the ladies, like the the waitress comes over and she has like this deep southern accent and she's mm-hmm. talking to it and I'm just like, dude, it threw me off so much that like people mm-hmm. had accents, and I was just like, it's weird because like I don't I have I just don't normally hear the southern accent that much all around me, yeah, and I guess like it's true in a lot of times like southern hospitality is a real thing, mm-hmm. dude. We stopped it. A gas station called Love's. I guess it's like their version of like a Wawa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the dude who was like at the counter was so jolly and nice and happy when we're man, in. Nice. He was, yeah. yeah, he was like ringing. I'm like, yo, is there a bathroom in here? He was, oh, sure, man. You just go right back there. Yeah. You do that. I, I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. most of the Philly would be like, yo, it's over there, man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's locked. Um, you can't use it. <laughs> right. When we went to New Orleans uh, not too long ago, um, I loved everybody's accent. The women sounded like they were like singing at you. <laughs> just, yeah, that's how the what, the main ratio sounded, dog. That's just going in, sounded. you know. what I mean, you go to like a gas station. Also, you know, New Orleans. I don't know if y'all Philly people know this. New Orleans, some of the best food, and we was you know we was getting shit from everywhere, but like. We got, I want to say some of the best food. I want New Orleans people to be like, man, get the fuck out of here. We got really good food 
from the gas stations, like on the late night tip, we'd be coming mm-hmm. back from somewhere from the gas stations, and we got really good food from this place uh, called Melba's, which is like half a soul soul food spot, half a laundromat. <laughs> the, the food was so good, and they had uh, these big frozen daiquiris. Yeah. So I played a show down there. Uh, shout out to my man Charlie. He, uh, him, and his crew were doing a show at a uh, like an old uh, arcade. Mm-hmm. So I went and got a po' boy that was like this fucking law. <laughs> Strips just big, falling out that bitch. So this big ass po' boy, because I was like, uh, yo, I ain't eat nothing since like mad earlier in the day. I was like, let me grab some food. I never eat before I perform, but I was like, I'm going to grab some food. So we went to this spot called Melba's. It's like laundromat in the front and like soul food in the back. Uh, so we go or on to the side. Uh, so we go in there and... You know, I get this long ass pole boy and I got this big fucking daiquiri, dog. And me and Liz was drinking these jaws and they, them shits was like all alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so, place, like, dude. Uh, there's a video um, of me doing like a beat set, uh, maybe on my Instagram. It's somewhere. I'm performing in that arcade. I got on the, uh, the hoodie Raj made, uh, the Death by oh, Modernism. Yes. Hoodie and I'm like playing beats, dog. I'm roasted in that jaw because I right before they called me to go up on stage and perform, I was just drinking this tall ass daiquiri that was just pure alcohol. That shit was crazy. Yo, that's actually a genius idea though, because like think about like you go if you gotta go to the laundromat, you gonna be there for like an hour Mm -hmm. and a half, two hours, easy. Why not have restaurant connected to that job? Oh, there's a spot in North Philly. I haven't been, but I rolled by. It's not close. Uh, it's not far from uh, where I get my beard shaped up. It's like I looked at the sign as I'm like riding by. It's like a laundromat and a Thai restaurant together. I'm like, nigga, that's genius. <laughs> you mean to tell me I could like go wash all of my clothes and get like some sticky rice and some curry while I'm waiting. Right. Like, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Bro, it, it, like, it's amazing the amount of sense that makes. And I never thought about it. Yeah. Cause I feel yeah. you know, there was plenty of times I didn't have a washer and dryer in the crib. So you mm-hmm. had to go somewhere to go wash clothes. And you be in there and it's like buying like fucking vending machine chips or some yep. shit like that. You in there hours. Yeah. Do a, do forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forever. You might as well like, yeah, have a restaurant. You could like mm-hmm. sit there and be like, oh shit, my 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 shit needs to go in the dryer. Let me get uh-huh. up and go to the get the shit from the, put it in the dryer, come back, sit, finish eating my food. Yep. Yep. It's 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 a perfect idea. Yeah, that's really I I'm about to open me a fucking laundry mat with a restaurant attached to that bitch. <laughs> Dog. We we had so many ideas like when we was young. Remember niggas was talking about like doing like the strip club? Like we go to like Night yeah, or Broadway Yo, and look look we, around like, man, we we could do this shit. <laughs> Oh, we was like, see, I would get these chairs that way, you know, the nice comfortable jaws and but like, yo, like, 
Y'all understand. Me, me and my man have been plotting for years. Plotting for years, you know, just trying to trying to figure it out. Being young yeah. and trying to trying to figure out what we could do. I ain't have a goddamn dollar. No. <laughs> and would be sitting around having legitimate conversations like, yo, bro, we could do XYZ. Liquor license, that kid costs too much. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, that shit's probably like six figures to yeah. fucking get one. Meanwhile, I don't want to do the paperwork to do my own benefits, let alone Listen. do paperwork to get liquor licenses. Licenses and shit like that. Oh, taxes? I'm just like, ugh. What? <laughs> you want me to do taxes? Are you serious? So yeah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> um, I think we should get into uh, a quick topic before we hit new music for the week. Yeah. Um, this will more than likely come out on hip hop's birthday. Yeah. Um, hip hop is 50 years old this year. We've talked about it a few times. Um. One of the things I really wanted to get across um, as we hit the actual 50th is, man, I've loved seeing all the love that, like, some yeah. old school people have gotten. And, Y'all bringing the elders out. Yeah. Like, dog, Naughty Five Nature was on stage with Queen Latifah the other day. And this is the first time all of Naughty by Nature has been together in years. Yeah, because they, they, they don't, don't fuck with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Or they didn't um, at one point. Yeah, although didn't look like they was like all hugs on stage, but whatever. They were all there and performing yeah. together. And man, it just seeing that made my heart smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing so much like uh, with like Queen Latifah, Yo Yo, like all the women in hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. One of the one of the illest things I, I I love right now is like seeing all these women um, who are like really blowing up right now. Uh, Lotto, like all these, you know, of course Cardi and, and, Me- and Megan and all of them, but like Ice Spice and all the, like mm-hmm. all these young women, like really running hip hop right now, doing it, doing it, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just want to say, and then, then with, like, seeing all these young, uh, like, these older women who have been, like, legends in the game, getting mm-hmm. their love, dude, like, it's it really filled my heart with a lot of happiness to see so much, uh, getting to see so many of our elders, like, still out here rocking, like, LL was, like, freestyling on the radio the other day and shit, mm-hmm. like... No, that's L- a crazy. LL L- don't give a fuck. Like he- no, and like that's the love, and that's that's the thing I, I I really love to see, man. I really love to see like all these people out here like getting the love they deserve, getting the flowers they deserve. Um, I just did an interview with um a brother named Tame Tame Arts. Um, shout out to him. Hip hop in the park on Saturday, August twelfth. Um, but uh, they did. He we were talking about like. Um, one of the most important things he loves is like being able to give people their flowers now because he just did mm-hmm. a, a mural here in the city that's all people that are alive right now, a past, present, and future in this city, um, yeah. hip hop artists, and like he was like one of the things I wanted to do was give these people their flowers while they're here because mm-hmm. they can see it. Yeah, while we were where we're from, most of the time you see a mural, it's for somebody who's not here no more. Yeah. And yeah. so seeing all these people get their flowers or hip hops, like it, it just how important like hip hop has been to the culture um, overall. I think it's like it's so beautiful and I'm so happy to see it. Yeah, it's it's been cool and fun um, seeing this stuff. You know, I it, the the historian in me 
takes issue with the idea that any culture was born on a single day. Yes, you know absolutely. what I'm saying. That's 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 a narrative. Um, Hip hop is the culmination of a bunch of things that were already absolutely in motion. Cool Herc's party uh, lit a fuse. You know, despite all of that, I fucking adore seeing all of these legends coming out. Yes, absolutely. and performing. It's like you go on the timeline. It, every day at this point, you mm-hmm. seeing you know oh so and so performed over here, such and such over here. They on tour over here. I love that shit because you know, and it should continue on. Yeah, you know what I mean. There should be an infrastructure for these artists to still do what they love doing and do what they're good at doing. Because you know what I'm saying. There's a appetite for it. There's a demand, and and I think that there's a need. Um, especially now it's crucial because a lot of young people, you know, when we were younger and before us music, people did music live in front of other people. You know what I'm saying? You would rock shows and you would hone that skill of performing live and then you would go into the studio. Now the dynamic has been reversed because of technology and all of that. Young people record at home or at their Mm -hmm. friend's house and they put it out in the world. And if it goes viral or catches fire or they build a fan base, then somebody's trying to put them on stage. And they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, you know, they don't know. And older people. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, and it's natural and it's understandable. Yeah. Older people. Uh, use it as a uh, a reason to browbeat young artists like oh they can't perform or they they don't know how to it's not it the 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 system has been reversed you know what I'm saying they're trying to figure out how to perform after they already have a hit you know what I'm yeah. saying with this hip hop fifty thing and seeing all of these elders I I my my optimistic part of me and my hope is that young people are seeing the energy that these elders are bringing and taking notes. Like, oh, yeah. that's how they did it. Because that's how them cats learned. The cats yeah. that came up in the 80s, they watched niggas in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean, motherfuckers? Older rappers, you ask them, like, yo, who was the first person you really saw rock? They'd tell you James Brown, Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? They was watching Motown 25 on TV and saw Michael Jackson hit the moonwalk and was like... Yo, I want to rock a crowd like that. So my hope is that with this increased visibility, with this Hip Hop 50 initiative, that live performance element that's been so crucial to rap music and and hip hop culture in general, my hope is that young people are seeing these old heads bringing energy Mm -hmm. and, and style to live performance and thinking like, oh, I could do that. I could do something even better or crazier than that. That's my yeah. hope. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's I I'm enjoying it because you also get to see because one thing like an, another thing like old heads like to like browbeat younger people about is like y'all don't appreciate the old shit. Y'all don't appreciate the old shit. But then you listen and you like you talk to like a lotto or a ice spice or something like that. And they're like, Oh, like I love little Kim when I was real. Like I, my mom listened to little Kim and like yeah. that, you know, like she was the first person I heard listening to little Kim. And then like, yeah, I saw little Kim. Then I saw Nikki and then I like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what? Another thing is what people don't understand is like, you know, 
every year, we're just getting older, bro. Like, Drake is not the new guy on the block. And people Hell go like, oh, these new rappers like Drake. And it's like, bro, like, <laughs> Drake is a legacy new artist at this yes. point. He's a yes. legacy artist. Like, so, for real. Like, when you're getting mad because somebody doesn't know, like, Nas's whole catalog, it's like, yo, this probably like 20 years old. Nas has made a ton of albums before they were even born. You know, if we and don't know, that's an opportunity to teach. Exactly, bro. You know what are, I mean? Like, I, anytime I play, like, an older artist in the car with my kids, I'll be like, yo, you know who it is? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them know, like, especially, like, the bigger artists. Like, if I play a Jay-Z song, my son knows Jay-Z's voice. He know my son Hove, knows Biggie. Yeah. yeah, like, they know a lot of that people. But, like, if I play, like, Mike Geronimo or something, they don't know. So it's my... And so when I play something that they don't know, it's my turn to educate them. Not browbeat them because they don't know. Yo, what you mean? You ain't... You don't know this nigga. They wasn't reading the source <laughs> no. in 95. Duh, niggas what got, you mean? Uh, you don't know Underground Kings. I don't understand. It's like, is I'm trying to think. Of, uh, this this was a few years ago. A few years ago, um, I don't know if it was Uzi, some young person that said something about like old rap or whatever, um, in the media, and it was like a whole dust up on social media, and I <laughs> I posted on Facebook. Uh, this is what I used to antagonize niggas on Facebook. I said, uh, 90s rap fans are mad uh, because young people don't know 90s rap, but y'all don't know 80s rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Uzi can't name five pot songs. Y'all can't name five Treacherous Three songs. Niggas is mad as shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the same thing, man. It's yeah, I'm, thing. I'm being a dick by saying that, but also, you know, people have range. People have yeah. like the limitations on their range based on their age and experience. It's not the worst thing to, you know, not be a scholar of the generation that came before you, but it is helpful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It is helpful. And I I always encourage young people to to dig and find stuff that they might like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll only enrich your own art and your own uh view and understanding of the world you'll you'll only be better for it bro one thing too i i think people always have to remember is i'm still discovering shit from 86 that Mm -hmm. i'm like oh man i fucking love this song shit 96 for me yeah our own era i'm still discovering shit and I'll listen and I'll be like, oh man, I really fuck with this. And it doesn't even have to be hip hop. It could just be like some new wave punk shit that I like stumbled upon on a playlist or something. Yeah. And be like, oh man, I really fuck with this. Didn't know about it, you know, till today. Well, artists are gonna be the same way, man. Like, you know, they're gonna grow up listening to what's popular at their time and mm-hmm. making music that sounds similar as they grow and progress in their own style. Yeah. But as they grow and progress, They'll stumble upon an old record and be like, yo, man, I was listening to fucking Illmatic for like two two months straight when I wrote this album. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit inspired me. Or I was listening to The Natural and this shit like, yo, that shit's a slept on gem, man, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, allow folks to like grow and continue to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what is it? It was a, I didn't, at one time I didn't know, you know, uh, 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 always be like kind with other people because at one time you didn't know what you know today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a shit I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My job is knowing things. 
know how much shit I'm like ignorant of and missed, dude. That's how every it is. time, every time I'm getting ready to interview somebody, I'm always looking up shit that I don't know specifically, mm-hmm. or in the middle of writing an article, I somebody may mention something, I'll be like, yeah, sure, and then go have to look up something that they mentioned because like I didn't know it off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, like you're allowed not to know. It's just to allow yourself to continue to grow and allow people to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but um. I think we can start wrapping up for new music, but uh, definitely, like, I, I just think it's important, man. Like, you know, 50 years for an art. I still remember when we were kids, people uh-huh. were telling us it was a fad. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Shit lasting. You know, yeah. It, it's it's the most dominant culture in the world, man. I, 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 and I love it. It, it. it informs everything. It informs everything in my life. So. I'm so happy to be a part of you know whatever tiny part we take up in hip hop culture. I'm happy to be a part of that, and um, I'm gonna continue to do, and we will continue to do our job as like representing that culture and representing it in the best way possible. Yeah, having fun doing this shit, you know. What yes. I mean, I never get tired of breaks. I never get tired of you know. <laughs> it, it, I follow Instagram pages, old school graffiti and shit, and I'm not like. On some like hip hop, y'all, Mr. Hip Hop. You know, it's just, you know, the the things that lit up my imagination and my curiosity as a kid still light me up. Yeah. And that's that's dope. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think we could talk about some new music. Did you uh listen to anything new this week? Yeah, I've been listening to uh, you know, we're we're a little late, you know what I'm saying? You know, we we uh just getting around to talking about this, but uh, Nas and Hit Boy Magic Two. Two, yes. I checked that yeah. out this week. What did you think of it? I, you know, I didn't. I don't like it as much as I liked uh, uh, the first one. Yes, you know yeah. I don't think it's as like, good as Magic. It may be as good as like King Dis- King's Disease, like one. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't think it's the best project they've worked on together, but man, there's some really great shit on there. He, yo, the thing I think um, that sells me on a, a modern Nas record or like a t- contemporary Nas record, um, it's not even production. You know, I know mm. Nas. People say, "Oh, you know, Nas beat selection." That's that's kind of been. Uh, kind of like a thing that's that's followed him, you yeah. know, for a while in his career. It's not even that. The confidence is what sells me on a Nas record. This Absolutely. literally, you could take, impeach the president, and and double it up and loop it or whatever, and have Nas rhyme on it. If he's in pocket and sounding confident, the shit'll sound like magic. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, so that's the thing for me. When he he sounds like he wants to be doing it. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't sound like he's doing this as a chore or, you know, he, it's expected. I think, like, he's really thriving off of the unexpected aspect of, like, the amount of great records he's put out now. Yeah. And, like, he's just... He like you said, there's confidence. You can hear the swagger, and mm-hmm. he he sounds like when Jay had that run from mm. like uh, Volume Two to like uh, the Blueprint, like that run. 
mm-hmm. of like you're not fucking with this. Mm-hmm. It sounds very similar where Nas is just like I I know I'm the best doing it right now. Right, right. And I I love hearing that from him. I love hearing like you said the confidence, the swagger, the the want to do it sounds all there and that's important to making really good music because you've got to yeah. want to do it I'm, I'm really right now trying to think of people in his age group that are as good as him right now the the closest person and, and if the first person that came to mind for me was master ace yeah i think master ace i think master ace has uh at this point one of the best catalogs in rap you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And his newer records are better than his older ones, to me. You know what I mean? Um, and Ace, he's around Nas's age. You know what I'm yeah, saying? maybe a little and, older, but around that same yeah, age. Maybe, because, you know, all the yeah. Juice Crew niggas, they, they was, was young. young. Yeah. They was mad young when they started. You know what I mean? So he might be Nas's age. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't know. But he's been killing it as well. You know what I mean? And Nas... Uh, hearing him on this record, there are certain like choices where I was like, like uh, the song Irvin Magic Johnson. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't necessarily like hearing Nas on like these like double time or like or half time, however you want to look at it. Yeah, uh, them type beats. I don't like hearing that shit. Um, but he's he's smoking it on uh, what's the song? Uh, Motion. Yes, that Motion. Shit, uh, yeah, they're dropping a new video for that. I just saw that. Yeah. Oh, word. There's this yeah. shit, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, Bokeem Woodbine. Body in that shit. I'm sitting there like listening you, to headphones, like, yo, this nigga Nas is killing this shit. I really love this song. And this, like, it came out like last year, I think, but like, it's on this album. It's the One Mike, One Gun joint with him and 21 Savage. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Put I that really on like here. that, y'all. Like, they yeah. float real well together. Like, it sounds really well. Thought sidebar. 21 Savage uh has a song fuck I'm 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 old I can't think of the other cat's name um Peaches and Eggplants Ah uh, yeah the hardest yeah. song yeah. <laughs> That shit is crazy <laughs> That's like the hardest beat too that I, shit is wild I know folks a lot of people who listen to this podcast <laughs> don't want to hear us talk about liking 21 Savage, but it's uh, it's what the fuck it is, bro. That song's crazy, and it probably set a fucking strip club on fire. I ain't been to the streetsy <laughs> in a minute. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit probably, but you know, I I, I digress. Um, but there are a, a few moments on this Nas record where I'm like, he's zoned in and i'm like yeah he's really fucking doing it you know what i mean i like the fucking uh the record with 50 you know what i mean office hours like people were talking shit about 50s verse and i i understand why um i didn't mind 50 on that you know what i mean his voice is a little different and his style is different than what people are used to but i've heard some uh like newer 50 and that's kind of the the bag that he's in in yeah yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think it's a solid, solid, solid record. It's not my favorite out of like the Hit Boy collection, but like it's yeah. really good. And if if I think if if it was anybody else but Nas in this run dropping this record, like if this was a J record or something like that, people would be like, "Yo, this is really good" because we ain't heard a J, J record crazy. in five years. Yeah. And shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a huge thing. So I I, I think it's really good and like. I'm always like 
listen, man, Nas drops a record. I'm going to check it out. Simple and plain, yeah. man. Like, yeah. he's a legend. And for him to drop something so dope right around this time it was really cool, man. I, I'm really happy. Um, and I'm just happy he's still doing it. And, f- and like you said, feels like he wants to be doing this shit. He not he not rapping because he has to no right now. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. rapping because he wants to do this shit. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate uh, hearing him. Uh, I know a bunch of people have said this, like, oh, he's revitalized or whatever. But mm-hmm. we remember being Nas fans in in that time when he was dropping shit that made you just want to <laughs> jump out the window. The shit sounded so terrible. So niggas remember, been in the trenches. I remember Nostradamus came out the day it came out. I, met, I was meeting up with my old head and he had grabbed the record. He had grabbed me a copy. And he was Damn. like, bro, you can have my copy to be honest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you worry about it? Man? Yeah, he was like, you just keep my copy, bro. Like, this shit, man. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah. Jay Gotti, yes. man. It's it's over. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember. Like, you you a real nice head. You remember mm-hmm. them times, bro. <laughs> you remember how, how excited niggas was for Stillmatic? Yes. And Stillmatic... I liked Stillmatic, and it has moments on it that are like my favorite Nas moments. Yeah, it's brilliant. It, it has other shit on it where I'm like, eh, get it out of here. The Tears for Fears jump <sighs> and like Braveheart Party. And- Braveheart Party, dog. I remember, uh, shout out my man Joel Brownski. I remember he was working, um, <laughs> edit this out. He used to work in the, uh, the record store at um, Broad Nolony. So. I went in there. It was the day the Bravehearts record came out. I was like, yo, da, da, da. I was like, yo, what's out, blah, blah, blah. Because uh, I came in there to, you know I mean, and, and yeah. you know, buy some music. And I was like, what's up with that Bravehearts jaw? Like, what is. He looked at me. He's like, no, John, don't even. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. I, I, I missed said, that jaw trash. He's like, yeah, jaw trash. Don't even. <laughs> I, yo. I love Joe. He was my man. That's where you get your records the, the week before. Like uh-huh. He'd had them since the Friday before the week they was supposed uh-huh. to come out. Niggas don't know about that. They selling miss, you. Yeah. yeah. They selling you the joint before they supposed to be selling it. Yeah. I miss the days of getting a review by the boy who's selling you the record. Bro. Uh-huh. Dude, what like, you think about this jaw? He's like, man, this jaw trash. This shit trash, bro. <laughs> I wish somebody would have did that. I bought Keith Murray's The Enigma. I wish somebody would have told me that before I bought that shit. <laughs> I got to listen to that again. I haven't heard it since it came out. I got to listen to it again. Um, I think we can start wrapping up. Um, yeah. Listen, again, uh, if you can support or at least share um, our GoFundMe will be the link will be in the uh, description of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to thank everybody again. Go make sure if you're not subscribed, go subscribe to the uh, the um, Vivo page. You uh, serious rap shit Vivo in the search bar on YouTube, it'll pop right up. It's also in the link of our socials at Serious Rap Shit. Um, <clears throat> serious Rap Shit on all the social media platforms, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, all that shit. Um, you're John underscore Liberator. I'm JL underscore CCM on mm-hmm. all platforms. Um, SeriousRapShit.com. All the merchandise is there. Uh, besides that, we'll be back again soon. Peace. Peace. <laughs>